Marvelites, welcome to episode number 52 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all news, information, new releases, and everything Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Associate Producer Blake Garris, joined by... Intern Tom. And Intern Jason. <laughs> yep, we have revoked their last name privileges. <laughs> we are Sans Ben Morse, our Associate Editor here. He is in Puerto Rico probably doing something illegal, as he is wont to do whenever he leaves the country. This is our one-year anniversary episode. It's, uh, it's a special one. It's going to be kind of anticlimactic, because <laughs> we got to rush through it a little bit. I am getting on a plane tomorrow to go to London to visit the set of Thor The Dark World. When I come back, I have 12 hours, and then I get on another plane and go to Australia to go to the set of The Wolverine. So my time is crazy this week. It's been really busy. We just finished New York Comic Con. We're getting into all kinds of things. And Marvel now is starting to kick off in full gear in the next couple weeks. But this week is a lot of final issues and really cool moments for Marvel Comics. So we're going to dive right into it with A-Babies versus X-Babies number one by Scotty Young, who actually wrote it and did the cover, and art by Gurihiru, who is Japanese art collective and... They do some of the absolute cutest, most amazing superhero art in the world. It's really just a very lighthearted take on AVX. It's super fun, super cute, super silly. And they do an adorable baby Beta Ray Bill, which makes me want to throw up and stab Blake in the throat because it's so cute. I can't even handle it. But I I think it's definitely one of the must-reads of the week just because of how gorgeous it is and funny and silly. And, you know, it just... It shows we don't always take ourselves too seriously. Uh, A lot of fun. Over in Amazing Spider-Man number 696, written by Dan Slott and Christos Gage, with art by Giuseppe Camoncoli, we've got two hobgoblins fighting, going toe-to-toe, kingpin. You've got crazy stuff for Peter Parker and Horizon. There's some, some stuff that feels like it's coming to a head with Max Modell, the Steve Jobsian head of Horizon. Some really cool things, some scary things for Julia Carpenter, who is now Madam Web, and a lot of stuff coming to a head. Really, there's a, a bunch of teases here for what's in store, what's coming, and what lies ahead for Spider-Man. And as we know, Amazing Spider-Man is giving way to Superior Spider-Man soon. So we'll have much more on that, but yeah, another great issue of Amazing. Now we have <clears throat> Astonishing X-Men number 55. Written by Marjorie Liu, art by Mike Perkins. Always fantastic art by Mike Perkins. The only thing I can say without spoiling this thing is that Karma meets a member of her family and things happen. Really? Things happen? I'll say what else I can say is there's the X-Men have to fight these humans with this magical technology that are exactly based off of the X-Men. And it's kind of a cool battle that ends quickly because even though they have the powers the x-men are trained even without their powers to fight these people and they don't have their powers here so it's really cool it's a great story yes all right uh, over in avengers number 32 we're coming towards the end of brian michael bendis's avengers run and this issue written by bendis with art by mike mayhew and brandon peterson we get a huge 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 moment for one founding member of the avengers and it's really important it's really cool it's really it's just a great moment for the team 
I was really, I mean, I knew this was coming just because I've been spoiled on everything ever, forever, and still loved it, loved it. I was really glad it happened. And there's a lot of great funny moments in here. Cool shout out to Grace Papaya, which is a great hot dog place here in New York, which, you know, if you ever come in to the city, if you're not from around here, always get yourself a cheap dog at Grace Papaya. And yeah, really cool stuff leading up toward the final bits that Bendis is putting into place, but it's cool. He's wrapping up all his different things in great ways. ABX Consequences, number three. So this is the weekly follow-up to Avengers vs. X-Men, and written by Kieran Gillen. Art in this issue by Scott Eaton, with inks by Andrew Hennessy, and colors by Jim Charlem Petis. And you've got Iron Man. He really focuses on a bunch of different things. Iron Man, who's in Kunlun. Cyclops, who's in prison. You've got Emma Frost. You can finally see where she is. She has an interesting heart-to-heart with Kitty Pryde. Little beats for magic, for hope, for storm. You know, I, what I really love about the series is it, it gives you a look at where everybody is right before we get into Marvel Now, which Marvel Now is going to put everybody in all these crazy different places. And the final couple pages here has some really great stuff that tells you without telling you who is watching out for Cyclops. So, great stuff. And Kieran Gillen is a monster, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Now we have Captain America and Black Widow, number 638, written by Cullen Bunn, art by Francesco Francavilla? Francesco Francavilla. I feel horrible that I can't say his name right because the art in this is so freaking awesome. It's almost old school art. Is that old school art? Art? Oh, he's, got a, he's got a very cool contrasty style. Yeah. Bright colors, really cool use of different hues, especially the oranges and the reds and the yellows, but mixes it in with a lot of blacks and that really does, it's great. There's two Black Widows. One is kidnapped. Well, one has been taken hostage by... Not really hostage. I guess they caught her. And at the end... there Another spoiler I can't talk about, but there's a group of villains that come in that you haven't seen in a while. And it's a, it's really cool. Yeah, it, this alternate universe stuff that they're playing with in the story is it's kind of fun and super silly here. Like, I, they have an Agent America, and then you get this really cool redesigns for all these villains at the end. It's... It's good stuff. We love us some alternate universe stories here, and it's a great book. Captain America, number 19. Final issue of Ed Brubaker's run on Cap. It's crazy. It's coming to an end, and he does it with Steve Epting and colors Frank D'Armada. We're with him at the beginning. You get a great essay at the end from Ed saying goodbye to Cap and what it's meant to him and thank yous and all this good stuff. The story itself is pretty cool because it gives you... It's a really great primer on Captain America itself, like the character, the hero, the concepts, the history, under the the guise of Cap talking with this replacement Captain America who he's had to basically put down because he's gone a little crazy. But a really emotional, good issue, really sets, gives you an explanation of who Captain America is at his core. And it's good. It has him riding off into the sunset, literally, Riding off to the sunset with American flag right there. America. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, because you don't pay attention. It's <sighs> awesome. Love Captain America. We'll miss Ed Brubaker and company on Cap, but, you know, we've got Recommender and John Romita Jr. coming with some crazy Captain America stuff in Marvel now. All right, next up we have Deadpool number 63, written by Daniel Way, art by Felipe Andrade. This is the end of the Deadpool run, right? I think so. Yeah, I think... Yeah, and it's sad. 
that it is. Well, they're not certain Deadpool has his powers fully back, right? I didn't get to read the issue. Oh, well, all right. Well, I'll take hold here. I was out for two days. Um, we talked about this before the podcast, Blake. Strike that. So Deadpool, they're not really certain if he fully has his powers back, but there's this woman whose goal is basically she will die just so Deadpool is dead. She will blow a bomb just to kill him with her inside the bomb area. So he has to basically talk her out of trying to kill him. And then does he? Does he have his powers? Does she kill him? You're going to have to find out, but... I'm going to say probably not, because I, we have a new Deadpool series coming in Marvel now. I don't know. I can't hear his whispers. Just say, <laughs> Brian Posey, Jerry Duggan, Tony Moore. So he could be done forever. Is what Pro- he's probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's on. a great story. Goodbye, Deadpool. <laughs> You see him use his mouth for good, finally, without being all sarcastic. He's still sarcastic, most of it, but he's he's nice for once. All right. Guys, let's get real for a second. FF number 23. Final issue of Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four opus. Drawn just gorgeously by Nick Pergoda. Great colors by Chris Peter. I don't even understand how this is a real comic book, because this is perfect in mm-hmm. every single way. All I could say is it's perfect in every single way. I love it so much. I, w- I actually just want to stop doing the podcast and reread it again. And I only read it this morning before the podcast. I want to stop everything and read it again. It's that good. It's that perfect a cap to everything that Jonathan was doing in Fantastic Four and FF. And I I don't even know. It's I, I'm very excited for what... Matt Fraction's going to be doing with Fantastic Four and FF with Mike Allred and Mark Bagley, but this was it's a hard run to top and a hard run to get past. It's really great. So many wonderful stories, the art, little moments. Check the little details throughout every page, every panel. It's just, it's perfect. That's all I can say. Everything you said is true. I know, because I said it. <laughs> now we have Gambit number four by... James Asmus with art by Clay Mann. On the face of this, it's Gambit fighting these mythical dragon creatures. But really, if you get down to it, he is really ruined by women. And it's like you in that respect. Yeah, and I, I, I see his struggles. But for all the dragon creatures you can fight, it's still a woman can just, you know, get him down. And that's... That's this story. So if you want to see dragons fighting and then have his heart torn apart by a woman. Gambit number four. Okay. Great. <laughs> it's uh, great, though. Yeah. Over at Incredible Hulk number 15 by Jason Aaron with F.J. Paolo and Frank Martin on colors. This is another ending. This is the final issue of Incredible Hulk before we get to the Indestructible Hulk by Mark Wade and Laniel Yu. But in this one, you've got Hulk in his mind with Banner. They're trying to put aside their differences to become better and do, you know, all the stuff that they've been trying to do, settle out their, their stuff, and battle this crazy villain who exists only in people's minds. The vegetable is just a really Jason Aaron-esque, crazy, weird, twisted, evil character who is inside Banner and Hulk's mind 
and causing chaos and going to do horrible things. This issue also has radioactive feces. It has you know some Sasquatches, some Moloids, a bunch of people doing horrible things to each other, crazy weird sex, Doombots, mutated hulked out animals, punching, punching, smashing and punching, a little bit of kissing. It's it's great. I loved Jason Aaron's run on Hulk because it was fun. It was it was weird. It was you know totally crazy. It was it was a great year for Hulk. Yeah, it's a great issue. Invincible Iron Man number five twenty seven. You guessed it. Another final issue. This is the end of Matt Fraction. Salvador LaRocca and Frank D'Armada's epic run on Iron Man and Invincible Iron Man. I don't know how many issues, I don't have it in front of me how many issues they did together, but it's it's incredible and it's been a solid team. You know, that kind of work, especially at the the level that all these guys are are working at. Especially if you look at the the art in this issue. Salva just incredible as always, great colors, really Fun, funny dialogue, you know, as needed. A cool story. And you get a sense that it does feel like an end of an era for Iron Man. He's picking up, he's going on to do other stuff. And that's going to play directly into the Iron Man book by Kieran Gillen and Greg Land. As Tony has a new agenda, new stuff that he wants to do. And leaves Resilient and this cast of characters behind. Not forever, I'm sure. But really puts them in says okay this was what we did this is where i need to go really great stuff i love fractions iron man run if you've not read it go back and and check out some of those uh, trades it's it's been a a crazy ride really really good okay journey into mystery 645 this nearly made me cry it's a heartbreaker i know you didn't cry from this blake because you don't have a heart and you don't believe in the power of Kid Loki or love, which are one and the same. What made you cry more, that or FF? This. Journey really? Mystery. Hell yeah. It's in- Because I, you know, we've been following this story so closely, or I have, mm-hmm. and it's just been so such a roller coaster because Loki is evil, evil, evil. Then he comes back as Kid Loki and he's trying to do good and it's constantly, you know, messing up, doing things right, doing things wrong for the sake of right and all these different ways that he was going around it and this puts a sort of a, a sheen on it all puts a lot of characters that have been integral to this in very specific places it's just great looks at all the different characters and then there's really crucial stuff for loki and the people closest to him and how can you not yeah well, just this right here yeah. the, the last couple pages oh man oh I tweeted about it this morning, and Kieran just tweeted back, hugs. <laughs> Kieran, your hugs mean nothing. <laughs> yes, they do. They mean so much. I mean, you guys, we've been talking about Journey into Mystery. Everything burns. Everything that has been coming from Kid Loki, who we've been raving about on the podcast for the entire year that we've been doing this podcast. you got to read this issue. Even if you've not read Journey into Mystery, I think you can get a good sense of what you've been missing and that'll make you go back and pick up all those issues and i kind of want to reread everything now because you see how everything fit together in the the long run that kieran and company put together and it's it's incredible on a related note marvel universe ultimate spider-man number seven two stories that's not related at all i see what you did there hello two stories first is by brian clevenger 
and with art by Ramon Box. Second is Jacob Samon, art by Nuno Plati. And the first story is Spider-Man and Power Man. They start fighting a werewolf creature, and then they end up fighting these really strange monsters that it was kind of creepy because all they do is repeat the name Trevor. And if you saw some monsters and they just said Trevor over and over, that would weird me out. But I'm not even going... if it's just like not even monsters, just like a person yeah. who just was like Trevor, Trevor, <laughs> yeah. Trevor. I'd be kind of like, all right, you go over there yeah. and don't come near me. It's like seven of those. T- so Spider Man's a little weirded out. I don't want to spoil the rest of it, but it's it's just a fun story. This is the Halloween issue of Ultimate Spider Man. The second is Flash Thompson has his locker haunted by a ghost that used to be bullied in high school. Ooh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my high god. <laughs> so Spider-Man has to basically reason with the ghost and the ghost is like, no, you're helping out bullies. And Spider-Man has to be like, no, I used to be bullied. And then, you know, Janitor Stan comes in to help and it's kind of, it ends up being a really like nice story about how you shouldn't bully people in high school. Interns. I bet. Again, I, I just love this Ultimate Spider-Man stuff. It's like packed with content, so check it out. Alright, over to Punisher Warzone number one by Greg Rucka and Carmine DGN Domenico. So, we had the Punisher run, and that finished. That was great. Really intense. In this, the, the idea is that the Avengers go after Punisher. And it starts with Spider-Man reading a newspaper about Punisher and basically saying uh-uh son i ain't gonna hear none of that y'all so he goes after frank and they have a crazy alterca- altercation and as is often the case you know you underestimate frank castle and you're gonna get burned bad stuff happens to spidey but he's okay he gets back to the avengers and basically puts out a call but i, I actually like the way the avengers characters handle it they're not all like yes let's go get this guy who just shoots people who has no superpowers there's mixed feelings here, especially with Wolverine on the team, Black Widow. Everybody has their own particular stance on how to do this, why to do this, and even if they should do it. Really great stuff. Gorgeous freaking art. I mean, Carmine is just a master at, at everything, and with great colors by Matt Hollingsworth, it's just it's really incredible. I believe there's five parts to this story, and it's going to get more intense as we go, but great stuff. Over in Secret Avengers, number 33, this is, I I want to say it's the penultimate issue to the run, to the to the book. Maybe there's another one after it, I'm not sure. But written by Rick Remender, art by Andy Kuhn, who comes on, colors by Matt Wilson. Great looking book, great looking issue. I think we, we just found out that Eric O'Grady, Ant-Man, is actually a robot, a life model decoy. So, what... Crazy stuff happens here. If you've been reading Secret Avengers since it started by Warren Ellis, you know that the Max Fury character is an LMD of Nick Fury, so he knows a lot of what Nick Fury's done, but he's kind of crazy. So you get a, a good ending to his tale. You get some really cool Captain Britain stuff in this issue, which I absolutely love, and you know Rick Remender loves Captain Britain because he tends to put him in a lot of places. So I'm an X-Force, now we see him here. They go, <laughs> Captain Britain with... Hawkeye, they go to Earth 666, which is a really, really twisted Earth. It's like 
all entirely undead. He meets the Avengers of the Undead. There's some really funny moments here, some really cool stuff. It was just, Remender is so twisted and so imaginative. It's great to watch, you know, his ideas come to fruition. You've got all that stuff going on. At the same time, the Descendants, these, you know, sentient robots, are coming to take the fight to the Avengers to get, you know, this, this child back. And you get some Avengers sex. You get some interrupted Avengers sex. You get naked sword fighting, crazy amounts of violence, and wild, wild stuff. I mean, this book has been so much fun, and so it's been full of crazy, weird ideas. It's, it's been a great ride. Next up, Ultimate Comics Ultimates, number 17, written by Sam Humphreys, art by Luke Ross. In this, I mean, Captain America is now the president, obviously, and things are starting to go in the right direction, you think? But here you can't really tell who you can trust in this story. Like, Thor is taken over by his son, Modi? Yes, yeah. sure. He's got an army. He wants to take control again. And then the big issue here is Cap wants to fight on the front line, but everybody wants to take care of him. And so because he's the president, if he goes down, the image of America goes down. Well, Cap's not going to stand down to this battle. So there's an inner struggle with the team for that. There's all of this just chaos and carnage. And there is a twist at the end with Captain America that's going to lead in a lot of directions for the next few issues so pick it up wolverine number 315 written by colin bond with art by paul pelletier great colors by rain barreto and great inks by david mikis got wolverine taking the fight to the covenant this secret organization who in the past hired him to kill this magical thing woman thing but there's great stuff with wolverine fighting this insane martial artist named Murderous Lion. It's great. It's it's something you'd find out of like 70 Shaw Brothers Kung Fu flick. He's, he's terrific. He battles with his hair and all kinds of stuff. He's got a hole in his chest. It's cool as... I was going to curse. It's cool as hell. Really good stuff. Wolverine being Wolverine. Fighting and, and being dangerous and snarky and getting beat up by uh, pretty ladies and then still being okay with them afterwards and I just, you know, it's a fun book. It's not as crazy heavy as some of the Dr. Rot stuff, which I'm going to say thankfully, because that stuff, that was brutal, brutal stuff. And I, as much as Wolverine can handle all these messy, messy things, it's nice to see him have not basically get his mind chopped into paste and everyone he loved gets killed and all this horrible, horrible stuff. It's a really cool Wolverine story that, takes pieces from his past and puts it into the present which is what can often make a great wolverine story wolverine max number one by jason Starr, art by roland boshi this is the wolverine book for you if you're looking for nudity and cursing in your wolverine books and ultra violence and some cool mystery jason Starr, who i know strami is a big fan of is is a novelist and this is i believe his first work for us at marvel and uh, it's cool. It's a different take on Wolverine. I think you guys should check it out if you're of age because it's it's definitely a different way to handle the Wolverine persona and, and things that he can do and does. It was really cool. I really, really dug it. And finally, we have Extreme X-Men number 5, written by Greg Pak, art by Paco Diaz. This story has so much stuff in it. 
I freaking loved it. Dazzler, I guess pre-Nightcrawler, Kurt Wagoner. Alternate universe. So alternate alternate universe. universes. Dazzler is the only one from our universe. James Howlett and then Charles Xavier, Xavier telepathic head, brain, floating head. They go back in time to find a younger version of James Howlett and they fight each other. Dazzler has relationship issues. Kurt Wagoner has parents issues. Professor X has issues with the way he's reacted to his... He used his X-Men in the 60s, and he was questioning himself on that. There's steampunk Cyclops. People need to cosplay as steampunk Cyclops. I really want this to happen. You can do it. You I have the ability. I need to shave my beard, though. The Who fl- says? He's not in... You gotta do it right. The way you grow it. that beard, you could grow it again in two days. Touche. Touche. But the flashback scenes are really well drawn. Um, this is this was a great, great issue. Yeah, this is... Extreme X-Men is one of the unsung heroes of our line right now. It's so fun, so cool. We get a Dazzler starring book with a cool Nightcrawler and a Wolverine and, you know, Professor X in a jar. It's awesome. It's like the quantum leap of comic books. In a sense, is kind of totally. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's a great book. All right, we got to pick our twins of the week. I, I am totally torn between FF twenty three and Journey to Mystery six forty five, and the, that's you know there's still great stuff like Punisher Warzone and Consequences Avengers, A Babies versus X Babies. But for me, Journey into Mystery and FF have been probably my two favorite books over the past year, and they did not disappoint. I can't. I don't even understand. I gotta go with FF because I I like reading stories that make you like I had to stop and like think for like five minutes after I read it because I needed a moment. So FF all the way. All right, guys. Any? Well, what are you most excited to read, Jason? I'd probably say definitely AVX Consequences. I mean, I've just been following the whole story, like the, the whole Cyclops issue, and I just am really kind of curious to see how everybody reacts to the whole what he did, and I love all the follow up so far. Cool. Tom? Tom? I'm looking forward to Iron Man. I've been reading their Iron Man books for a long time, probably longer than any other book that I've been reading, so it feels like the end of an era. I'm looking forward to it. And it is. Alright, let's go to Collections on Sale, which is maybe thanks to Max Beckman. Do we get the list from him? No? Nobody knows that? Alright, <laughs> hopefully this list is right. I've been out. I haven't been able to double-check it, and Ben's not here, so we're going to go with it. We've got Astonishing X-Men, Volume 9, Incognito, the Classified Edition, hardcover, Marvel Masterworks, Captain America, Volume 2, trade paperback, Spider-Man, the complete Ben Riley epic, Book 6, trade paperback, and X-Men, the Hidden Years, Volume 2, trade paperback. Well, this one, I think I'd go with either the Marvel Masterworks cap or Incognito, Incognito being... Edward Baker and Sean Phillips, really great creator-owned book. I'm going to read The Hidden Years. Yeah, you do. All right, over in Digital Comics, released on the app this week, we have FF issues 6 through 11. you got to read those. Deadpool from the original ongoing series, issues 26 through 33. Baby's first Deadpool book, number one, which I remember I used to work at Wizard Magazine. I did the price guide. That book was worth so much money back in the day. Now you don't have to pay that kind of crazy money. You could buy it digitally for just a few bucks. Deadpool Team-Up, number one, from 1998. That, too, was also worth a ton of money. 
grab that up digitally. And Chaos War X-Men, number one and number, I don't know, because <laughs> whoever put this together didn't put a number there. Then Fear Itself, Book of the Skull, number one. Almost all the books that we listed otherwise will be on the app this week. Wolverine Max is not because you can't put Max books on the app. Digital collections released on the app this week include Heroes Reborn, Captain America, Journey into Mystery, Fear Itself, Fallout, New Mutants, Volume 2, X-Necrotia, Ultimate X-Men, Volume 8, New Mutants, X-Infernus, and Young Avengers, Volume 1, Sidekicks. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Great way to get your collections going if you're just doing digital. Blake, why don't you tell us about what's freshly digitized? We have John Carter of Mars, The World of Mars, number two, three, four, and yeah, those three. We have Secret Avengers number 23, 24, 25, FF number 17 and 18, Generation Hope number 14 and 15 and 16, Journey into Mystery number 632 and 633, and finally Avengers Academy number 27 and 28. Terrific. All right, Blake, tell us a little bit about movies, TV, video games, and stuff available this week. So I will be Mark Strom right now. Let me give you my Mark impression. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Strom coming from the sunny West Coast. How how are you? It's sunny. Uh, yes, I'm Mark Strom. I can't do that for a long time. Anyways, this is TV and movie news. The Iron Man 3 trailer is now out. Go to marvel.com to check that out. You can also see... The first poster from the film on the website. And don't forget to like the Iron Man Facebook page. You can follow Iron underscore Man on Twitter for all the updates. There's also pictures. Sir Ben Kingsley is the Mandarin. There's a photo on the site there. Pictures of Robert Downey Jr., obviously. Gwyneth Paltrow, all kinds of stuff. Head to the website for that. Also... The Ultimate Spider-Man one-hour special is out this Saturday where Spidey fights Doc Ock, Venom, and Green Goblin. So make sure to check that out 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Disney XD. Also go to MarvelKids.com for a Halloween-ified website. Some pretty cool stuff there. So now take it back to... Me and Ryan once again. Thank you, everyone. This is Mark Strom. Ha ha ha! Hello, children. Good day from sunny California. Thank you very much, sir. Time for news. Without Ben here, everything has fallen apart. No, it hasn't fallen apart. <laughs> Nothing has fallen apart. I'm going to start us off with some news on my end. Next two weeks, going to be crazy traveling around the globe. I am going to the set of Thor, The Dark World. I cannot give you any details. cannot say anything else. I'm going there. It's going to be awesome. There will be cool stuff coming out of it, but probably not for a while. And then after that, I get home for like a day and then fly back out to Australia where I'm going to the set of The Wolverine for another set visit. But there I'll be hosting a chat with Hugh Jackman and Jim Mangold 
We'll be taking questions from Twitter. We're taking them right now. There's a story on Marvel.com you guys can check out. You can check out the, the Twitters and the, the Facebooks for, for the movie to get all that information. Submit your questions. We'll pick some of them and, and answer them live on the, the video, on the, the chat. should be really cool. I'm excited for that. Those guys are great, too, so it should be fun. We also announced, we wanted to reiterate that Spider-Man Day is a thing in New York City. It's really awesome. The mayor's office gave us Spider-Man Day during New York Comic Con, which was October 14th, 2012, and from here on out, forever, we will honor Spider-Man in this fair city. There's a thing called Halloween Fest, which is happening, and I didn't know what it was, but select comic shops will have like cool events and things around Halloween, because that's a day when new comics are out, so there should be cool stuff. Check comicshoplocator.com for, for more information, and if your local shop is participating. And then Avengers Alliance, there's lots of cool stuff. Hercules is out, PvP tournament is going on, the Spec Op 3 is wrapping up, a lot of crazy stuff. Get in there and enjoy it if you can. Blake? Uh, we have a lot of cool stuff to talk about as well. Diamond Select has new mini-mates with Rogue, Colossus, Longshot, Wolverine with a brood, a variant Wolverine infected by a brood egg. Check those out on the website. You can see images. They're really cool. Also, we have from We Love Fine, Women's Marvel Tunics. There's a Xavier School Tunics, Shield, Thor, Jean Grey School. They're really cool as well. If you're a girl, you want to wear one. because You know, boys can wear those too if they really wanted to. You, as who's well. To, who's to tell them they can't? If you're a human, or anybody can wear one. You put, you put that tunic on your dog if you want to. <laughs> you could. Don't let anyone tell you that tunics are gender specific. You like can a, wear whatever you want. Like a greyhound dog. Yeah, it's not It's not even, you know, species specific. <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy the tunics. Speaking of tunics, General Giant has a Venom bookend. Twice in one podcast, you yep. the same joke. It's really awesome as well. It goes with the other General Giant bookends. You can use them on the ends of your books. <laughs> you really cracking uh, yourself up here, Blake. stupid. And finally, well not finally, but finally things you can buy or make. <laughs> what is going on with you? Th Threadless is having a contest about Spider-Man's greatest villains. And if you go to marvel.com, find the info, and you can submit a t-shirt design. If you win, you get some cool prizes. You also get your design made into a t-shirt, which would be really cool. So check that out as well. And now, finally, we interviewed Matthew Gray Goobler from Criminal Minds at... How long? That was a long time ago. C2E2? Oh, yeah. Fan Expo. At Fan Expo. That was in and August. That is going to be on the site tomorrow, Tuesday, but you'll hear it. It'll be on the site. Just look for it. He's a big fan of Spider-Man. He was in 500 Days of Summer, which Mark Webb directed, who also directed Spider-Man, and a big fan of Disney World. We talk at length about his love for that, so check it out as well. Interesting. All right. Oh, we do have some more news. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. There's a little movie called Iron Man 3. We released a trailer, teaser one sheet, and a bunch of new images from the film. 
this week, you guys, I know you're very excited because you've been telling me how excited you are. I really like this stuff. It's good. We're going to have a lot more coming as you know we get closer. It's, it's really cool. All the different armors that you're going to see in the film and, and in the stuff that we're releasing. It's, it's super cool. Plus, well, I won't spoil anything yet. Plenty more to come. Let's just say that. We've got War of Heroes, which I don't know if we talked about it last week on the podcast, but it's a brand new game for iOS and Android. It's like, you know, card. What are those card games? What is, what card? You guys Magic. played card games when you were younger, right? Yeah. Magic. Yeah. Magic. Yeah, that's one. There are others. I guess like Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemans and and uh, Over's Power and all that stuff. It's, it's like that. You play the cards and you do stuff, but it's all digital. It's kind of cool. You can, I believe the game is free. And you can unlock stuff and, and get more. I'm not really positive 100%. But it's very cool. I have it loaded up on my iPad so I can play it while I'm on the go. Oh, and the week full of chats. The live blogs. Crazy amount of live blogs. Like 100 of them, right? I have to do, yeah, one a day starting at 3 p.m. One a day at 3 p.m., huh? All week. Good luck with that. I won't be here to, to save you guys. You're on your own. Without me, for like two weeks. All right, guys, time for questions and comments. You guys can tweet your questions and comments to us using the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvel, and we'll get to them on a future episode. We've got a fair amount, but want to hear more from you guys every week as we go along. Jump right into it. The first one is from at BradTheYM. says, who has been your favorite guest on this or the Point Five podcast? Great 50th episode, thanks. Well, thank you, Brad. I think my favorites would be Hulk Hogan, DDP, and Jeremy Latcham, just for like the stories and the conversations we got into. There are just lots of cool things that I didn't know before doing those podcasts, which I thought was really cool. I would say Shia LaBeouf, only for the fact that I didn't think we would get him. So I remember we were talking about it. It like, was not hard at all. I know, like, that, like, was the, that was like the, you know, like, hey, you want to do a podcast? He's like, sure, bro. <laughs> But I remember I was like, hey, Ryan, can we do this? Like, yeah, like, that's going to happen. And it happened. It did. And it, it was interesting. It was. It was cool. Another one from Brad the YM says, his twin for last week was either Marvel Zombies or Point One. Both were must-reads. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been talking about that Point One book with other people over the weekend. It's a great read. At Dr. Underscore Spidey tweets, woke up in a cold sweat, had a nightmare that Agent <laughs> M was gleefully destroying my copy of Amazing Fantasy 15 on This Week in Marvel Live. The horror, the horror. <laughs> Hold on a second. Give me a comic book. Oh. He's going to do it, guys. He's doing it. Which one is that? It's it's not anything that may be worth $20,000. Spider-Man number one. <sighs> that felt good. All right. <laughs> At Drew Hamilton 1 tweeted, Defenders number 11 showed why there are so many heroes on Earth 616. Have there been different takes on this in the past? I don't know. That's a Ben question. Yep. Ben is the black hole of comic book knowledge. He knows everything, and it all gets sucked into his awesome brain. So I'm going to go with maybe. At Greg Wakefield 1 tweets, The new Avengers 30 digital copy up for grabs. The code is MTML2IL5C3YK. I'm not repeating it. It may be gone, but you can go to marvel.com slash redeem and try and get that. Thank you, Greg. At Johnny Timpulse tweets that his Tim his twim for the last week was Uncanny Avengers. It's Havoc's time to shine. Yes, it's going to be awesome to see Havoc 
kick some butt and take some names and get the spotlight on him. At Lex Pendragon tweets that with Clark Gregg in it, will Ultimate Spider-Man, Avengers Assemble, and S.H.I.E.L.D. be in the same universe? So that's a, a very interesting question. So we have Ultimate Spider-Man, the animated series. We have Avengers Assemble, the animated series. And Marvel's S.H.I.E.L.D., the live-action show. So for S.H.I.E.L.D., we don't know yet. We just know that Agent Coulson will be in it. He'll be in the pilot. And, you know, where that goes from there, we don't know. Ultimate Spider-Man and Avengers Assemble, I'm not 100% sure. I think they're in the same universe, but they may not be. That's a strong question. But I, they, the animated stuff and the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, they are not in the same universe. Another one from Lex Pendragon. I haven't read enough Daredevil, but with his enhanced senses, can he handle mass-produced food like fast food or spam? Well, Lex, no one should go for fast food. That'll destroy you inside and out. The things White Castle does to my insides, <laughs> but it's so good. Yeah. I can't, I don't even know. It's, I'm torn. I kind of want some right now, but I know it'll hurt. <laughs> so to your point, yes, he can handle it because he's a tough SOB, but he probably steers clear of it. At Wrath Starblade <laughs> tweets, AVX has got me interested in the Scarlet Witch. Can you recommend some other books that feature her? House of M, you've got tons and tons of Avengers books uh avengers west coast there's she's been around you know for a long time i think yeah there's there's a bunch of runs of avengers i think she was i'm pretty sure she was in the busiek perez run of avengers which we've been recollecting as the avengers assemble collections recently she was in that stuff i don't think where else you can find her yeah read house of m and the stuff and, and the avengers disassembled story if you got interested in Scarlet Witch because of AVX, because that really ties into everything AVX. At Ref Gimlin tweets to Ben that, You said that school dances make great issues. So do football matches. Avengers Academy 38 was amazing. It was. He's talking soccer, I bet. Hello. Football. Footy. Footy. Doctor Who. Footy. <laughs> At Simon Sebs tweets, Will Marvel do a comic with the winner of the presidential election like in 2008? That's an interesting question, Simon. I don't know. I don't I don't know that we have that, like, I don't think that's something we're just going to go ahead and do, but I think President Obama said that he was an, a Spider-Man fan or something at some point, and it was sort of just the zeitgeist. We were in that whole upswell, and that's what happened. But, you know, I'm not saying no, but I don't see any specific plans for it. Another one from Simon Williams says, Where is Blade? Will he be a part of any Marvel Now comics? Blade was last in the UK, I think. He was in the Captain Britain stuff, I believe. My brain is trying to remember. I don't think he's got a specific place in Marvel Now at this time, but that could change. He could show up in any book, and there's probably a good chance he'll show up in a book. At the King Squid tweeted, Loving all the Marvel Avengers Alliance coverage. Thanks, guys. Episode 50 and 51 were tremendous. Thank you for your hard work. Excelsior to all. Thank you, Kevin. That's large part thanks to Blake and I think Jason for doing the editing on this podcast. Good work, guys. At Ungage, I know he had like 900 tweets, so someone... Did you guys whittle these down a little bit? Some asked him. Yeah. So, Tim Stevens, as you're listening, know that intern Tom Lafferty... Cut your tweets down <laughs> by quite a number. You got interned. <laughs> All right, so 
Tim tweets that LeBron James, King of the Rings, is just fiction, right? The Celtics will rise again. Yes, Ben J. Morse. Is it Celtics or Celtics? Like Celtics. in the basketball, in the basketball, they call it the the Celtics. Celtics. Okay. I guess they take liberties. They do what they want. <laughs> the NBA. No, that's true. The King of the Rings comic that is in the ESPN NBA preview issue is totally true, based off of all real facts and and things that have happened to LeBron. The zombies, the monsters, the robots, all that stuff. He's he lived in Cleveland for a while, guys. It was it was rough going there. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's dealt with some some troubles. So yeah, all real. Another one from Tim Stevens says, "Why does it say one of one?" Tim, do you put your when you have one tweet that's by itself, you don't need to let people know that it's one tweet by itself. <laughs> Tim says, "Quote unquote, not guilty by reason of insanity does not mean you are merely quote crazy." Talking about Cyclops. Okay, Mr. Smart Pants. That's fine. I don't know what where you're going with this. He's Tim. a doctor. Yeah, he is a doctor. Oh, okay. So the next one, Tim, you're bad at this. So he says, not guilty by reason of insanity does not mean you are merely crazy. You have to meet a level of complete unawareness of how your actions are wrong or might lead to harm to others to work. Okay. Thank you, legal doctor Tim Stevens. <laughs> at wing underscore head tweeted, Scarlet Witch versus Hulk, who wins? It's tough because it really depends on how Scarlet Witch's powers affect Hulk. They affect probability and chaos and all this other stuff. So they could do something that could totally take out Hulk or it could do something completely improbable the other way. It's hard to say, but I think generally Hulk's going to win. Just, you know, he could surprise her and sheer force do some crazy stuff, but never count out Scarlet Witch. Another one from Winghead. Will we ever see Cap and Cyclops go out at each other one-on-one again? I mean, those questions like, will we ever something is hard to say because 30 years from now, Cyclops could be a robot and breathe fire out of his eyes. Breathe fire out of his eyes. And Captain America might be a thumbtack. And why would they fight? You never know. It could happen. So the things that could happen, we don't really know. Right now, Cap has got a lot of Avengers stuff that he's dealing with, and then in his own book, he's got his Dimension Z craziness. Cyclops is currently in jail. Where he goes from there, we don't know. At Wolf Knight 26 says, Will you guys ever have some kind of This Week in Marvel contest? Hashtag just throwing it out there. Ryan, I would love to have a contest, but that requires tons of legalese and all kinds of stuff that our lawyers would have to sign off on and it just get it it just gets too crazy if you see me at a convention this this stands always if you see me at a convention and you're a twim listener let us know you're a twim maniac give you something i'll give you blake's hoodie or ben's shoes or ben's some, shoes yeah it's huge i know or some pocket lint you know run the full gamut of free stuff that you can get it's not a contest it's just hey find us and say hello Another one from Ryan Putney. I need to read me some Blade. Which issues would you guys strongly encourage me to read? What's up with all the Blade love this yeah. week? Was he was he in something? Has he just been on TV because Halloween is coming up? No? Nothing? We got nothing? Okay. There was a cool Blade series in uh, like four years ago, give or take. That was cool. That had some fun stuff. There was some Blade stuff when the movies were coming out. 
that was cool. I think the uh, Captain Britain and MI-13 stuff where Blade is a, a part of the team, that was really cool. I like that a lot. But I'll be honest, I don't have a huge bank of knowledge about Blade in his solo comics. I've seen the movies, love the movies, and Captain Britain and MI-13 was great. Another one from Ryan Putney says, What are some of your favorite origin stories? This is cool. I like that question. I mean, there's so many. The cla- We have the classics that are just so great and so tried and true, and they've, they've stuck so long. You know, Spider-Man is, is really, really great. Fantastic Four is kind of cool, but I like something more like Spider-Man or Daredevil, Incredible Hulk, where their their origin is based off of, you know, there's, there's a lot of parts that go into it. And, like, Daredevil and Hulk, they go to save someone that causes them to get their powers. Or Spider-Man, who part of his origin is the power and responsibility and the making a huge mistake, which turns him into the hero he should be. All that kind of stuff. I think that's really that's really important. Blake? I gotta go with. I mean, the classics like Weapon X, great Robin story. X is cool, yeah. And then I guess when Ar- Angel became Archangel, is yeah. another like it's really just sad, but it's still you know. Totally. Good story. In terms with that last names. Mm, I mean, as a kid, I, I used to read a lot of uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, so I mean that's the oldest I guess comic I have that I own. It was like in '93, I believe. That has nothing to do with origin stories. But I. That's all I have. You have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> Great. Uh, I really like Kane's origin story, the current Scarlet Spider. Cause there you go. Like an imperfect Peter Parker clone, and yeah. it kind of haunts him forever. See? Ten twin points for Tom. <laughs> Ten twin demerits for Jason. Ooh. I tried. I tried. You didn't try hard enough. I'll try next time. At X-Force Josh has our last comment question of the week. Says, my twin this week was Hawkeye number three. This is also one of the greatest single issues of the year. Damn straight, Josh. This is terrific. I'm curious what you guys will have as your Twim of the Week for this week. We will come back in full force in two-ish weeks, probably. Next week, I will be out, but Ben will be back. You'll be out? I'm out. You're out? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Ben is alone with Tom. (laughs) So that's going to be a thrill ride. Maybe Carrie can come in here. (laughs) So you guys get psyched for episode 53. It's going to be everything you've been hoping for. But I will hopefully come back eventually with some little fun tidbits from my travels abroad and more Australian candy. Yeah. All right, guys. Be well. Take care. Thank you, everyone, for listening, participating, and for you guys for putting it together. This is Marvel, your universe.